With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? Josh Engelman for AwesomeO.com. And I am back with my DraftKings Week 11 NFL Top 5. All of those words didn't seem to go together, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Now, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when this and all of our other content goes live. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman, so you can get updates to these top fives as we get closer to lock. I'll have an update Sunday morning, and then you can find me on our NFL Strategy Show at 9 a.m. and on NFL Live Before Lock at noon for my final updates. And finally, let me know in the comments section, who are your favorite options at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end? Give me your top guy at each position. I'm going to give you mine. It's only right that you give me yours, so let me know in the comments section. We're going to start at the tight ends. Let's do it. Rounding out the bottom of my top 10 tight ends, we've got Eric Ebron, Hayden Hurst, Logan Thomas, Robert Tanyan, and TJ Hawkinson. Coming in number six on the outside looking in, it leads to number five. Number five, Mike Gesicki, 4,310.1 fantasy point projection. Dolphins get a date. That's the first one and the only one that I'm going to try to use with the Broncos. Three-point favorites, actually, in Denver, 45.5-point total. Denver's defense is solid, middle of the pack. This one's just kind of is what it is. It's not all that exciting. Gesicki shows up in the optimal lineup 6.9% of the time. Now, that's nice. It's not like you're expecting a monster game. He's just a perfectly acceptable, normal tight end at 4,300. As you can see, we take a little bit of a step up. Number four, we're going to Dallas Goddard. Only 3,800 at Cleveland. Eagles, slight underdogs, but Brown's defense, not all that exciting. This is a really nice salary for Goddard. And as you can see, we're entering a different tier. From Gesicki at 6.9, Goddard at 8.7. We're at a different level here. I really like getting to Goddard. I'm not worried at all about this Browns pass defense. And for 3800 you're getting a talented guy, I believe, a few hundred dollars underpriced. Now, at number three, we've got Noah Fant, 4500 taking on the Dolphins. Dolphins pass defense, actually really solid, which is a little scary. Not to mention the status for Broncos at quarterback, a little bit up in the air. Don't know if it's going to be Rippon or Locke or someone else. Who knows? Uh, None of that is all very good. None of those guys are any good as far as I'm concerned. So I don't think it it matters all that much for Noah Fant. 9% chance of being in the optimal lineup. The floor is pretty low, but at 4,500, you're not worried about it all that much. What you're expecting is about 10 fantasy points, and I guess that works. You're hoping for touchdown luck. Tight end's difficult, but Noah Fant is firmly in my top four where you can clearly see the delineation in tiers. 
At number two, we've got a guy that I feel like I have 50% of every single week. That would be Hunter Henry, 4,600, projected for 11.4 fantasy points. They're taking on the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Chargers, nine and a half point favorites, 46 point total. Jets have the worst pass defense in the league per Football Outsiders DVOA. That sounds pretty good to me. As far as I'm concerned, I want to get guys that face crappy defenses. This is the perfect example of that. Shows up in the optimal 9.2% of the time, just a hair ahead of Noah Fant. There's a little bit of upside, you know, decent chunk of times he can go you know, north of 20. Again, you're looking for touchdowns at this salary range. None of these guys are the true volume tight ends, the guys that basically play like a wide receiver but have a different distinction. So I'm happy to go to Henry or Fant or Goddard. You could rotate through any one of those three guys. I think they're all relatively similar given their salaries, given their upside. And at number one, a guy that I feel like I haven't talked about all that much, 10.3% chance of being in the optimal lineup, 4,900. It's Mark Andrews. Now, the Ravens are five-point favorites at home against the Titans, 49.5-point total. Titans defense against the pass, 25th in DVOA. That looks really nice. There's actually an outside chance that Mark Andrews goes for 30 fantasy points. He hits that 1% of the time. I know that's a low number, but that's relatively high for a tight end, particularly a tight end that's in the like sub-5K tier. Really like Mark Andrews. Don't mind at all stacking him up with Lamar Jackson in a lineup, but he works whether you have him stacked or not. He's just a really nice tight end. And on a week where we don't have any of the high-end options, I will happily use Mark Andrews as my top tight end. Now we transition to the wide receivers. Number 10, Brandon Cooks. Number 9, Terry McLaurin. Number 8, Adam Thielen. Number 7, Devontae Parker. Number 6, the outside looking into the top 5. That would be $4,900 Jacoby Myers. Now coming in at number 5, we have Robbie Anderson. 6K, 17-point fantasy projection. Matchup against the Lions. It's a pick 47-point total. Lions defense, not all that much to write home about. Run defense stinks, 27th in DVOA. Pass defense, not all that great, 23rd in DVOA. The quarterback position for Carolina, a little bit up in the air. Not entirely sure who we're going to see, but I don't really care because of the 6K price tag. Robbie Anderson goes north of 30 fantasy points, like 14% of the time. Shows up in the optimal lineup about 14% of the time. I really like getting to Robbie Anderson. He feels consistent to me. I just always feel comfortable having him. I don't know what it is, but I just assume that I'm going to put him in my lineup and it's just going to show up with like 18 fantasy points. It's a point more than his projection right now, so I guess I would be happy with that. That's why he's my number five receiver this week. Taking a little bit of a step up in tiers, number four, it's Michael Thomas. 7,300, which I think is just too cheap. I know it didn't go all that well last week, but 18 fantasy point projection taking on Atlanta. Atlanta, really, really bad from a pass defense perspective. Saints are five-point favorites at home, 50-plus point game total, 28th-ranked defense. You know what Michael Thomas can do. 16% chance of being in the optimal lineup, 19% chance of going for 30-plus. Even if Michael Thomas doesn't get in the end zone, you expect, at least generally speaking, to see him pick up a lot of targets, a lot of receptions. So even if he doesn't score, you know, 10 for 100 is still on the table. It's a little bit different with Drew Brees out, but I think that increases the the high end for Michael Thomas, the, the ability to get free for a couple touchdowns, those type of games. You, you might lose a little bit of the dink and dunk volume you get out of Drew Brees, but I'm willing to take my chances, and that's why Michael Thomas is number four. 
basically in a tie with Michael Thomas, but just getting there based on rounding. Number three, Keenan Allen, 7,400, just shy of 20-point fantasy point projection. And the Chargers have uh, that matchup against the Jets, which is clearly incredible. Nine-and-a-half-point favorites, a 46-point game total, and the absolute worst pass defense in the league. That is what I have my eye on. Keenan Allen goes north of 30, 19% of the time. Same exact odds of being in the optimal as Michael Thomas, 15.9%. You can flip-flop those guys and feel pretty good about it, but I expect Keenan Allen to be pretty popular. Anytime you can get one of the better wide receivers in the league against the Jets, I assume everyone is going to be looking at it, as they should. Keenan Allen looks great. Number three wide out this week. Number two, we're heading to Minnesota, but it's not Adam Thielen. Give me Justin Jefferson. 6K, which is an incredible price tag right now. 17.3 fantasy point projection. Taking on the Cowboys, a team that has been not all that great, but you could really run out any NFC East team, and it's probably not going to matter. Seven-point favorites at home, 47.5-point total. Cowboys run defense, abysmal. 28th in the league. Pass defense is 18th, so about average. I'll take what I can get here. 14% chance of going from north of 30. 16% chance of being in the optimal lineup. I think Jefferson fits any sort of build you're looking to do. 6K is perfect. Whether you're trying to go a little bit stars and scrubsy or for a balanced build, I think Justin Jefferson works no matter what. I, I, I love the price. I love the matchup. I love everything about it. That's how Justin Jefferson ends up at number two. But he's not number one. Like it could be anybody else. 8,600, but it's well worth the price tag. 22.3 projected fantasy points. We're at Indy. Packers actually two and a half point underdogs, 51 point game total. We're going to the big man, Devontae Adams. This is a tough matchup. I, I don't think that he's going to be as popular as I feel he should be. Colts are fourth against the run, fourth against the pass. And that's a tough spot when you're trying to roster an $8,600 wide receiver. We don't have the same sort of like Mike Davis at 4K value just lurking out there either. It's still Devontae Adams and it's still, you know, subsequently Aaron Rodgers. I'll take my chances against a tough defense. Devontae Adams goes for north of 30, 26.6% of the time. Now you might need that because of his price tag, but he shows up in the optimal just shy of 17% of the time, whether or not. I'm nervous about the matchup. It's not changing anything for me. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver option on the slate. He is worth the money. Now we transition to the running backs. Number 10, Miles Sanders. Number 9, James Conner. Number 8, Antonio Gibson. Number 7, Aaron Jones. And number 6, on the outside looking in, that would be DeAndre Swift. Looking pretty good against Carolina. Carolina run defense stinks. It's not good enough to get into the top 5 though. Coming in, number 5, we have... Last week's value play du jour, 6,800 this week instead of 4K. That would be Mike Davis, 17.6 fantasy point projection, taking on the Lions. It's a pick 47-point total, crappy defense. 27th against the run, 23rd against the pass. Both of those things matter for Mike Davis. He's a threat both ways. Goes for north of 30, 10% of the time. That feels a little bit lower than I would have expected, but I think we're way more concentrated in the middle for someone like Davis. Shows up in the optimal 14.6% of the time. I know people are probably going to be off him a little bit. You see the price go up by 2,800. You see the bad game last week. I don't see any reason you should be getting away from him. Mike Davis is still a fantastic play this week, regardless of what happened last week. You got to put that one out of your head. 
I'll be rostering Mike Davis quite a bit because I still don't think 6,800 is enough for a guy that's going to be, should be involved in the passing game as much as he is, regardless of who the quarterback ends up being for the Panthers. Now, if you want to spend some serious coin, grab my number four running back, Alvin Kamara. Ooh, it's going to be tough to say. 9,200. That is insanity. 21.7 fantasy point projection, as I mentioned before, taking on the Falcons. Falcons run defense has been solid. They are seventh, but 28th against the pass. You're getting it from all angles from Kamara. You never know where he's going to be or what style of play it's going to be. Anxious to see how this works with Jameis Winston. Uh, can't imagine it's that big of a letdown. I assume that Kamara is going to look like quite the safety valve for Winston if things aren't going right. When you have Kamara coming out of the backfield, you're probably feeling pretty good. 20.7% chance of going north of 30. That's going to be pretty helpful at 9,200. 15% chance of being in the optimal lineup. I get it. This is a big salary. It's a big price tag. But you know what you're getting out of Alvin Kamara. He has the ability to fill it up. This could be, you know, 15-plus carries, 15-plus targets. He's that kind of guy, especially against the Falcons. Love Kamara, but there are better options. One of those options would be at number three, James Robinson, 6,400. Jacksonville taking on Pittsburgh. Big-time underdogs. Ten-and-a-half-point dogs, 46-point total against uh, top-five defense in the league. All of these signs point to a real rough go. But 6,400 for a guy that can catch some passes out of the backfield for a team that will likely be behind, that's what I'm looking for. Might not go for 30 all that frequently, 9.9% of the time it happens, but he does show up in the optimal almost 16% of the time. That's because he's 6,400 and not 9,200 like Alvin Kamara. Robinson feels a lot like Mike Davis to me. Uh, The salary works no matter what sort of lineup you're trying to play. And I just love how much work he gets in the passing game. So I am happy to go to James Robinson. Well, this one wasn't all that much fun last week. Number two, 5,400. I'm going to Duke Johnson. 15.6 fantasy point projection. Here's the biggie, though. Taking on the Patriots. Houston's a two and a half point dog. Still 49 point game total. The Patriots defense is really just shockingly bad. 31st against the run. 30th against the pass. We're talking about Duke Johnson having a 7% chance of going north of 30. That's not really why you're rostering him. Anything into the 20s is kind of where you're trying to go. 15.7% chance of being in the optimal lineup. That takes him just a hair ahead of James Robinson. Once again, I'm trying to put last week out of my mind. I'm going straight back to Mike Davis, as I mentioned before, and I'm definitely going straight back to Duke Johnson. Finally, coming in number one, it's got to be Dalvin Cook. A full $9,000 salary, 24.9 fantasy point projection, Minnesota taking on the Cowboys, seven-point favorites, 47.5-point total, and the Cowboys' run defense stinks. 28th against the run. Dalvin Cook with a 33% chance of going north of 30 fantasy points. He shows up in the optimal 26.6% of the time. Yeah, 26.6. That's quite a bit more than everybody else. Look at the gap between Cook and Johnson. There is no doubt right now. Dalvin Cook is the clear Top play at either running back, wide receiver, or tight end. If you're picking anybody in the flex, it's got to be Dalvin Cook. Try to get him in in cash. Can't imagine not having him. He just looks fantastic clear across the board. Now, if the ownership gets really high in large field GPPs, I understand wanting to go a different direction. He's not that perfect in a large-scale GPP. Small field stuff, cash games, there's no way around it. Dalvin Cook's the best play. 
Now, before we get into the quarterbacks one last time, please hit the like button. It helps me out a ton. Subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman so you can get updates to these sim results over the weekend and before the shows start Sunday morning. I'll be on at 9 a.m. and at noon. And finally, again, let me know in the comments, who are your top four options? Your top quarterback, your top running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Let me know all of your top options in the comments. Now we're on to the quarterbacks. Coming in number 10, Ben Roethlisberger. Number nine, Aaron Rodgers. Number eight, Philip Rivers. Seven, Joe Burrow. We're going to Tua at number six. He couldn't make the top five, and that is because we've got Lamar Jackson coming in number five, 7,300, just shy of 24 fantasy point projection. Baltimore taking on Tennessee, five-point favorites, 49.5-point total, 25th-ranked pass defense, 19th-ranked rushing defense. Both of those things should help out Lamar considerably. A threat on the ground, clearly. I'm not telling you guys anything you don't already know. And, you know, a passing matchup that should benefit him. These are the type of matchups that I feel like Lamar Jackson just goes out and stomps a hole in the competition. He goes for north of 30, just shy of 25% of the time. Shows up in the optimal lineup at quarterback 6.5% of the time. It's a little bit of a step up above Tua, so we're in a little bit of a different tier. I don't mind spending 7300 on Lamar. This is a really good spot for it. Now, this one's pretty fun. If Teddy Bridgewater ends up being out, $4,800 P.J. Walker is a guy that I have my eye on. 19.8 fantasy point projection. Detroit's defense, not very good. 47 point game total in a pick em. Looks fine. Shows up in the optimal 17 point, nope, not 17, 7.2% of the time. If PJ Walker showed up 17% of the time, you'd have him in a lot more lineups. This, that's almost double what I actually have him. 12% uh, chance of going for north of 30. I really have a good feeling about P.J. Walker at 4,800 if he has to be in this game. Now, if it's Bridgewater, he's probably going to look kind of solid too just because the matchup's fantastic. Not a lot of people are going to be loving P.J. Walker this week, but I'm in a position where he is worth the savings on a slate where you have Dalvin Cook at 9K, Devontae Adams north of 9K. This is where you might be able to save a little money, and that's why I like P.J. Walker this week. Now, if P.J. Walker isn't your cup of tea, number three, Justin Herbert, fresh haircut, 6,800, 22.5-point fantasy projection, big favorites against the Jets, 9.5 points, and the absolute worst pass defense in the league. Clearly a perfect pairing with Keenan Allen. You know, that stack looks nice. 30 points or more, 22% of the time. The optimal quarterback, 7.4% of the time. This just seems like a day where... Herbert gets you 25 and you don't even really bat an eye. And there's an outside chance that he just nukes the slate. That's how bad the Jets are. Don't miss Herbert. Make sure you're getting yourself some Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen stacks. They're going to rank pretty high this week. Number two, and a pretty big step up number two, is Deshaun Watson. 6,500, Texans taking on the Pats. Pats defense, as I mentioned before, terrible. 31st against the run, 30th against the pass. That all stands as really good information for Deshaun Watson. Slight underdog, so you expect him to be throwing the entire game. And a 49-point total, you expect some scoring. Watson goes for north of 30 fantasy points 22% of the time. Shows up in the optimal 9% of the time. That's a full 2%, or almost a full 2%, ahead of Justin Herbert. Watson's just too cheap for this particular matchup. I know it's not all that appealing because the Texans aren't very good, it would be really, really nice 
If Hopkins was still there, unfortunately, the Texans don't like winning or good players, so they didn't do that. But for this particular week, week 11 in the NFL, it's difficult to get away from Deshaun Watson because the Pats defense stinks so much. Finally, number one option for this week. We're staying in that Houston game. I want Cam Newton, 6,200, 23 and a half point fantasy point projection, slight favorites, 49 point total. And uh, I don't want to say equally as bad, but also a not very good defense. Houston dead last against the run, 22nd against the pass. Cam goes for north of 24. Cam goes for north of 30 fantasy points, 24.5% of the time, 10.6% chance of being in the optimal. You're hoping that Cam can pick up some red zone rushing carries, pick up a touchdown or two. That's what really puts him into the stratosphere. 6,200 is just too cheap. These guys are really easy to get to as far as I'm concerned, whether that's Newton or Watson. And if you can't tell, I really like the idea of stacking up this game, whether it's Newton and a wide receiver and some sort of bring back, whether it may, maybe Duke Johnson or Watson in the same sort of scenario. I like getting pieces of this game because I think everybody is efficiently priced. If Cam goes for north of 30, 24.5% of the time, I want to make sure I have my shares. That puts Cam Newton numero uno. If you're playing on FanDuel this weekend, be sure to look around. You should be able to find a link to my top five for FanDuel. This is the top five for DraftKings. I'm happy to bring it to you. Check back next week where you get two separate top fives. One for the Thanksgiving slate, one for the Sunday main slate. You're getting all of the goods next week. Extra content for Thanksgiving though. Best of luck this Sunday. I will talk to you guys again this coming Thursday.